Good morning, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Latin American enthusiasts, and many others, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Melinda. And I'm Lauren. And today, we will be talking about priests, singers, and presidents. Oh my! Priests, singers, and presidents. Oh my! Priests, singers, and presidents. Oh my! And we're back. Coming up, we are going to be talking about public figures and phenoms who are separated by their time periods, but connected through their stories. The first person we are going to be discussing today is Bartolomé de las Casas, a Spanish priest. Bartolomé de las Casas was born in 1484 in Sevilla, Spain, and died in 1566 in Madrid, Spain. He was very educated as he studied Cathedral School of Sevilla, and he studied Latin at the University of Salamanca where he also studied canon law in preparation for priesthood. He traveled to the island of Hispaniola at the age of 18, where he lived and worked for five years. He saw firsthand under the rule of Governor Ovando that the indigenous people were enslaved, stuck mining for gold, and treated very unfairly. He returned to his homeland eventually in 1515 to petition the Spanish crown to stop abusing the natives in the New World, and this actually persuaded him to let his shares of land go and to release his slaves. Do you think Bartholomew de las Casas traveling around the world and seeing firsthand poverty like influenced him to become a priest or did he travel after he became a priest and that helped him to make an actual difference while he was a priest? I think this definitely helped him on his journey to becoming a priest because he was already studying in preparation for priesthood before he came before he went to Hispaniola. But after he came back, I think he just had a new appreciation, really, for priesthood and, like, making a difference, being a leader, helping people. Okay, so what, what were all the things that he did during his priest time period that really made a difference in the Latin American culture? Yeah, made a difference. What did he do to, like, make, be a catalyst for change? Like, he traveled, he saw firsthand poverty, and that made him want to do stuff, like, to help out. But what exactly did he do, if you can tell us? Well, he petitioned, and he ended up traveling back to the island of Hispaniola later in his life. And he really made a difference in the eventual stop of the slave trade spreading in the Caribbean, because he really felt affected by it, because Europe was in control of the Caribbean. So I think that really just affected him, and he realized, like, this isn't right, like, in it, that it wasn't fair. That's cool, because he, as a leader, you've got to, that's what we're talking about, is making a change. And so I think something that the three people we're talking about today have in common is that they had their eyes opened by events and stuff, and that's what really drove them to make a change, so. Yes. Thank you, Grace, for talking. You're very welcome. All right, so the next person we're going to be talking about is Selena Quintanilla Perez, better known <laughs> as Selena, the queen of Tejano music. All right, Selena was born on April 16, 1971 in Texas and died on March 31st, 1995 in Texas. Um, and she was only 23 years old when she died. And, okay, as she was growing up, she... Her parents were Jehovah's Witnesses, so she um, had like a religious background. Um, and her parents knew she was very talented as a singer throughout her high school career. And 
like that's when she really started to sing um, in different places in front of different people. After high school, she started to work with bigger companies and releasing her own music. Um, and she mostly sang in Spanish until she was about 23 or 22 years old. Oh, and while she was singing in Spanish, um, she really changed the Latin American way of music and made it made the songs more modern. Um, and people today still sing um, like her. They try to copy like how she did her music. Um, so she was like a really big influence on the Latin American music. Wow, she must music. have had a big impact. Yeah, she did. With her music, she was only really connecting with the Spanish-speaking uh, community. And so she decided to change that when she was about 22 years old. She was really influencing the Spanish-speaking community. Um, and she wanted to broaden her listening range. Shoot. <laughs> All right. She wanted to broaden, range like, fans, you mean? like, how I, much she listened. She, uh, like, she wanted different people to listen to her music. Like, she wanted everyone to hear her music and so variety. to become more famous. Yeah, variety. Um, so when she was about 22 or 23, she decided that she wanted to sing some songs in English. There was a really good reaction to when she started singing in English. Um, she just gained more popularity and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but she didn't get to sing in English for long because by the time she was 23, the president of her fan club uh, shot her and she was killed from that wound. But she still had an album come out uh, about four months after her death and that still made a lot of hits, a lot of records. Do you think her being born in the United States and um, having such a rich like Latin American kind of culture background, um, do you think that empowered Latin American people uh, like her to like be more confident? Because she was born in the United States and she was so successful, that might have made them feel more confident about themselves and about if if you have a dream and you want to go after it, that you should just do it. Do you think that's what? Yeah, I really think she just helped a lot of uh, of the young girls uh, really find out that they like mean something. Like they can do whatever they want. Um, and like not only was she a singer, she started to make her own fashion line. Um, she was in some movies, and like she just really. Um, was well-rounded in what she did, uh, performing-wise. And she's just a really good inspiration for like young children, uh, women of all ages. Alrighty, <laughs> so like we talked about, um, we talked about Bartholomew de las Casas and how he his background and his childhood growing up um, made him discover, dis helped him to discover that he wanted to be a priest and that he wanted to make a change. What do you think was key in Selena's childhood that made her, I mean, obviously she just loved singing when she was little and that's something that she wanted to do, but what do you think made her want to really be a, a figure for others to look up to her as? Well, I think that the her background of being a Jehovah's Witness really helped her understand that like she can speak in front of people, she can perform in front of people. Um, so I thought, I think that she just took that, uh, her background, and ran with it. 
Do you think that made her a better person? I think it did because um, from the articles that I've read, everyone seemed to like her. Like, she she was a good person mm-hmm. overall. It sounds like she made people really happy when they listened to her music. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so she might not be like a political figure, but uh, there's people of all different kinds that can still be a leader in and people's she's lives. definitely a cultural influencer. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And lastly, we are going to be talking about Hugo Chavez, a Venezuelan president who was imprisoned for wanting to overthrow the previous government. Hugo Chavez was born on July 28th, 1954, and he died on March 5th, 2013, um, both in Venezuela. He, born, he was born and he died in Venezuela. Um, so he's a bit more recent in his actions, so like he was a president more recently of Venezuela. Um, his parents, growing up, his parents were school teachers. In one of the articles I read about him, he described his childhood as poor but very happy because um, he had so many children in his family, and um, I think his family is just very close. So they had to, you know, learn how to grow up and be mature. When he was older, Chavez lived in Caracas, um, Venezuela, and he saw more endemic poverty faced by working-class Venezuelans, which he said made him further committed to achieving social justice. So like the other two people, or like Bartholomew de las Casas, he really saw a need to change things in his community. Yeah, the most important thing, I think, is really seeing the need for change, like experiencing a problem, because that really helps you um, develop like your action plan and like it tells you kind of like, well, I need to make a difference. Yeah, I think that really, I think a common theme for the three people we've been talking about is they've seen a change and they've been determined to help that change make a difference. And they've seen something that should be changed and they are determined to make a difference. Change makers. Yeah, that's why they're called change makers. So Hugo Chavez got into politics um, when he attended the Venezuelan Academy of Military Sciences. Um, and he served as an army officer before participating in an effort to overthrow the government, which is a big thing about this person. He tried to overthrow the government, and that got him imprisoned for two years. Um, and then eventually he rose, and he got a lot of supporters because he was not a fan of the government, and so he rose to power, and people started to like his um, ideas and what he thought about the government. And so he eventually became president of Venezuela from 1999 to 2013. So for 14 years, he was president of Venezuela. When he was president, for a good amount of time, for like six years or so into his presidency, there, the economy of Venezuela was just not good. And it hadn't been, and that's why he really wanted to make a change. He saw a problem, and he realized that yeah. he needed to fix it. He wanted to make a solution. So uh, some things that were wrong with Venezuela was oil was wasted repeatedly, inflation was a problem, and almost half of the population was below the country's poverty line. So all of this stuff really determined oh, wow. Hugo Chavez to make a difference. And um, even though he was really a rebel, like, he tried to overthrow the government, but he was, like, determined to fix this government. Like, it wasn't working for Venezuela. It wasn't good for the people. After his rise, he was able to rally support for a new constitution, which I think he eventually made a new constitution for Venezuela. And um, a really good uh, point that I kept reading over and over was that Hugo Chavez kept saying, "Por por ahora, which meant for now. So he was saying all these things, like, I'm not done for now, like I'm coming back. 
he kept saying poor horror, like I'm not finished, like something's got to change about this this Venezuelan <laughs> economy. I think that even though he tried to overthrow the government, that like that's not usually something that's not usually like a good thing. I think he had the right intentions and like he was doing it for Venezuela, not his own personal needs. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, he's he had like good intentions for the yeah. country. Yeah. There are two questions that we will be discussing amongst ourselves about how people can become catalysts for change. The first question we are going to answer is how can individuals and civilizations become catalysts for change? I think we've had a reoccurring theme of how <laughs> our people were catalysts for change. They saw a need for help and they saw a need for change and they were determined to do it and get it done. So I think that's something that can... And I think a lot of people like feel, like see the need that um, they should change this, but they they think they're like too small, too unimportant to help. And mm -hmm. I, I really love how these people were like, you know, even though some of us came from poor homes, like we can make a difference in this world. We can make a difference in our culture. We can just make a difference over overall. They were yeah. really brave. Like you got to step out of your comfort zone because you need to know that anybody can make a difference. You can make a difference. Those listeners at home, you can make a difference. <laughs> Like we for, can all make a difference for sure. Um, like for Hugo Chavez, he he like again. I he said his childhood was poor but very happy. So he came from a poor childhood, a poor background, a poor home. But he became the president of Venezuela. Like and he did that by seeing a need for change and being determined. Like his whole life, the whole course of his life, to follow that determination and make a goal for himself, get supporters and make a change. Like, you don't have to become the president of Venezuela to make a difference. I think that starting small and making like little changes in your community can make the biggest difference. The next question <laughs> we're going to discuss um, is the second and final question, and um, it's based on what you know about the change makers and their accomplishments, what would be a modern day issue or problem that they would be passionate about? I think he would... Um really not like the violence today. I think he would try, he would work his hardest to try to like kind of just enforce peace instead of fighting like no war. And also um, how there's still slaves today. There are actually more slaves than they were in the 1800s statistically because there's more people in the world. Melinda, what do you think Selena would want to fix in modern day? Well, I think that uh, she would want to close the gap between, like, the Latin American music and the pop music today. I really think she would just try to incorporate both of them to make um, a new style again mm -hmm. and really, like, make this music for everyone instead of different groups of music. Because being a singer and that sung both Spanish and English, she, like, saw how people love both and loved hearing both and like filling the gap would be like making Latin American pop more popular. I think Hugo Chavez, one problem he would want to fix in the world is how how much violence comes with government and even though he wanted to overthrow Venezuela's government, that was for a better reason. He was looking for the better in the people and he wanted to make a better economy and a better government for all. But some people just like cause violence to cause violence and I think Hugo Chavez would be against that because he really wants what's best for a country and especially for Venezuela, he wanted what's best for them. And I think he would want that violence to stop and I think he would want to fix that because being a leader in a government is like a big job. You have to 
maintain all the people that you govern. And I think that he would want there to be a peaceful country or a peaceful society. Kind of like Grace said, the priests would want to keep the peace, and I think Hugo Chavez would too. Thanks to everybody who listened in today, and tune back in next time for when we talk about other interesting topics. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening! Subscribe down below. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>